This is exactly right. Forgive me for interrupting. I'm Bridger Weiniger, host of I Said No Gifts on Exactly Right. Each week, I invite my favorite people in comedy over to chat, and they always bring a gift. We're coming up on our 200th episode, and every episode is a gem. I have welcomed all kinds of great guests, including Cola Scola, Bowen Yang, Robbie Hoffman. It goes on and on and on. And you don't want to miss the 200th episode with the great Maria Bamford. What does she bring me? Find out April 25th. New episodes every Thursday. Follow I Said No Gifts wherever you get your podcasts. Quick note before you listen to this episode. This episode was recorded months ago. Uh, I think it was recorded right after quarantine started, so probably sometime in late March. It is just Scotty and I, no guest. And uh, we, you know, we planned on releasing this earlier, but then we just had so many great guests that it kind of got shelved. And then uh, we re-listened to it and thought it was pretty funny and decided, well, why not put it out now? Uh, So please enjoy it. Also, quick note, uh, right in the beginning of the podcast, you'll hear Scotty and I talking about uh, a tattoo challenge that I presented. Um, Just so you know, we've already passed the mark that we were talking about. uh, And so if there's any tattoo artists who are interested in getting involved, uh, DM us at uh, on Instagram, the bananas podcast. Uh, All right. I am excited for you to listen to this. Please enjoy it. Just me and Scotty on bananas. Hey, Scotty, you ready for this? I'm ready for it. Pablo Escobar's cocaine hippos may be restoring Colombia's ecosystem. Oh, sure. That's just totally bananas. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to Bananas, a podcast all about the strange and fascinating news of the world. Uh, we are your hosts. That's Scotty Landis. Hey, guys. Welcome to the show. And, and you're supposed Kurt, to say, I know, that's and, Kurt Brownoller. And that's Kurt Brownoller. I was catching my breath. There's, <laughs> there's that thing that podcasters sometimes do where they just run out of air and they start doing this. And it go, I was taking... <laughs> you were taking uh, a moment no. and I jumped on your moment. I'm so sorry. No, it's okay. It, you know, it worked out. We're supposed to be taking today, we're supposed to be taking these days day by day, man, moment by moment. And here's me just jumping in, <laughs> just jumping into your moment. I am so sorry. I see that as enthusiasm about the show, so I'm totally okay with it. Um, <laughs> I was thinking about you today, actually. Yes. Are, is there, I know this is a time for repeated uh, watching of movies if you have children, but is there a book that you like the most to read your kids? Is there a kid's book that you're like, this is this is the one that I respond to the most? That is a good question. Um, and it's not the book that you would expect. Okay, okay good. Um, because there are some really good kids' books out there, like anything that has um, Elephant and Piggy, uh, by Mo Willems, like all those are really good. Anything he does is pretty much like gold. Um, all, all his pigeon books are really great. I yeah. like those. B.J. Novak has a really great book called The Book with No uh, Pictures, which is very funny. Um, 
But the one that I like the most, the one that I consistently am like, I'm okay with that one, uh-huh. is uh, <laughs> this book. It's just called, uh, I think it's called Gerald the Giraffe. Okay. And it's just about, I, I literally know it fr- from memory. Like, yeah. I can do the entire book from memory for you. So I uh, usually do that, too. Maybe it's just because I have it memorized that I like it so much. But it's about yeah. Gerald. He's a giraffe. And, uh, and every year in Africa, they hold the jungle dance where every single animal shows up to skip and prance. And this way, when the day <laughs> arrived, poor Gerald felt so sad because when it came to dancing, he was really very bad. Oh. And so it's all about uh, Gerald getting made fun of for dancing, and then he finds a way to dance to the moon and the stars. <laughs> I like that. I I was having a phone call the other day. It's cool that like at this point, if you're like an 80s or 90s kid and you're comfortable talking on the phone, way more than Zoom, way more than any of the mm-hmm. other stuff. I actually just love having like hour long phone calls with my friends. I'm just walking yes. around my house, and because there is something about Zoom that re- makes it a little bit awkward because you have to kind of like keep eye contact with yeah. a person that's not there. Yes, and it's yeah. offe- it's offensive in that way. Like, people are on their phones a lot or snacking a lot or doing all those things on Zoom like people do rudely when you're out grabbing dinner or yeah. a cocktail or something. And um, But I, had a, I was talking to a friend, and she was like, do you have any tattoos? And I was like, no. That's like a funny thing to ask during this. And she was like, uh, why not? I was like, oh, I've never even sat down and thought about it. I've never thought for one moment in my life, like I never doodled one. I never drew one. I never was like, this means enough. And also I love tattoos, pro tattoo. But the one that she was like, well, pick one. I was like, I want like an inch tall body of an elephant on my ankle, on the outside <laughs> of my ankle. And I want its neck to go up the back of my leg, up my butt, up my back, and then have a little tree, a plant behind my ear, and have its head go up to my ear. So, so a six foot two necked elephant that has uh, a one inch body. And then you she mean was a giraffe? Like, you mean a giraffe? Oh, excuse me, a giraffe. Giraffe, giraffe yeah, giraffe, like giraffe, Gerald giraffe. giraffe. Sorry. <laughs> Uh, giraffe. I want a giraffe to start on my ankle and oh it's head God. to end behind my ear. I and mean, it's very and like the neck is very thin, so yes. it's almost like you can't even see it. Oh, I love that so much. I if know. it was a line drawing, if yeah. it was black line art, mm. like that would be amazing. I know. That'd be amazing. Well, you should do that. I'll think about it. I'll think Maybe about we it. should. We should have a. We should have a. We should make an agreement now. That if bananas hits a certain number of listeners, oh boy. you'll get that tattoo. Oh, okay, I mean it'll. That would have to be. That's a huge tattoo. And it's so, a very big tattoo. It's a big oh commitment God. for your entire life. So, what's the number of listeners that banana needs to get? Bananas. You mean like weekly to? per episode listeners? Yeah, like, subscribers. Let's subscribers. Just to make it easy, subscribers. Oh God, I'm gonna go really high. You're. You're. I'm gonna ruin this game by saying. Um, <laughs> Uh, five million. (laughs) (laughs) So it wouldn't even be like if I I imagine like a hundred thousand, like a hundred thousand would be like a pretty good. But then I was like, maybe he'll say a million, but you say five million. Yeah. I don't want to get this tattoo is what I'm saying. (laughs) But you know what I will do if we get, uh, if we, oh, this sucks. If we get uh, 25,000 regular. I will have my neighbor who does our art, Travis Millard, I will have him do a line drawing of it, and then I'll post that. And then if if it's cool enough, if it looks good enough... All right, so twenty five thousand is we got we get to the first stage. Yeah, we of get this to idea. what it would look like. What it would look like a teeny tiny 
giraffe going from your ankle <laughs> up to your ear. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And and then, well, you know, it's like you have to take off your shoes. Like, you don't want to get naked in public, but take off your shoes. See how that feels. Take your socks off. See how that feels. Take your sh- <laughs> So I'm just inching towards what may be the worst decision of my life, but I will name him Gerald after your favorite book. Oh, thank you. Thank you. And thank the author. Um, finish that story. Let me hear more about these hippos. We're on an elephant tip already. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, so Pablo Escobar's cocaine hippos may be restoring Colombia's ecosystem. So basically, uh, I've read this in, mul- and this is this specifically the one that I'm talking about is uh, yes. by David Moyer okay. uh, uh, on the Huffington Post. But uh, there's, a uh, I've seen this in, in a bunch of different places. So Pablo Escobar had uh, four hippos. <laughs> oh, boy. I mean, of course. <laughs> that he would just... I never even thought about this, but maybe they were for di- disposing of bodies, or maybe they were just for, like, hanging out. But, like, he just had, like, kind of a menagerie of animals, yeah. and he had four fucking hippos because he can do that because he's a co- cocaine uh, warlord. Yeah, God. Um, and when, after he was uh, arrested and jailed, they, Columbia took the hippos obviously <laughs> yeah sure and then just this is such a weird choice they just then just released them into the wild so this was yeah. whatever uh in uh oh no i'm sorry he wasn't jailed they, they th- he owned them they were set free after his death in 1993 i always oh. assumed uh, pablo escobar went in jail but no they were just set free in 1993 which is so weird like to let go to like you don't even like just set a dog free when no. somebody dies. Do you know no. what I mean? Like they go to a zoo or so. Well, do- dogs don't go to a zoo, but it's weird that Columbia was just like, just let these hippos free. The most dangerous animal on planet Earth. Oh yeah, they're killing so many people. Um, I was shocked at that, and I don't know if our listeners know this, but hippos kill more people than sharks and bears and lions combined. Oh wow! Yes, hippos are like deadly and they can swim really really fast they look so dumpy and stupid and they're killers dumpy and stupid absolutely that's wild so they just ate everything and shit everywhere and brought the so this is this is a really this is this this is this is a question that is very strange to me and it gets into like the weeds a little bit on environmentalism always does (laughs) but so they're saying this study suggests that the invasive animals may have restored ecological functions lost for thousands of years due to human-driven extinctions. And what they're talking about hmm. is that the hippo, who is an invasive species of Columbia, because, right. like, you know, environmentalists are always against invasive species, right? Because they yes. come in, they fuck up the thing. Absolutely. And they fuck I up what's that. been going on, this delicate balance. Screw them. But they're replacing things that existed 116,000 years ago. Oh, uh, so, it seem, so it says, in other words, it seems the large har- har- herbivores like the hippos in Colombia are playing a biological role similar to that of mammoths, mm. giant sloths, Hell and yeah. giant wombats oh, man. during the late Pleistocene period about 116,000 years to 12,000 years ago. Those giant ground sloths are no joke. I've seen those at Natural History you, Museums. Whoa, you have? They're so cool. I mean, they Do have Do they replicas. look like a normal sloth? No, no, they're monster. <clears throat> they're probably twice the size height at least of hippos and they just walk around like big furry 
dumpy animals. Have you ever seen? They're cool. <clears throat> no, and also like a giant wombat. If a giant wombat looks anything like a normal wombat, wombats are very funny looking. Yeah. They, again, I'm, just look like a dumpy giant groundhog or something like that. Yeah. Um, but if a giant wombat, imagine like a super big groundhog. Oh, God, I can funny. too. Oh, yeah, I'm thinking about it right now, and I'm laughing, man. I oh, man. That. I once ran into a wombat in the wild. Did you? Yeah, we were in Tasmania. Sure. Because uh, at the time, my girlfriend was Australian. Great. And we went out to the very northwestern tip of it. Um, it was this like uh, ecological zone where no one was allowed to build, but if you, if there was old fishing uh, huts that were like kind of left over, yes, um, they were like grandfathered in from when people had them hundreds years ago, and so she knew somebody who had one of these like little fishing huts, and so we went out there for the weekend, and by accident, I happened to travel with a bunch of acid on me. Okay, um, normal. And, like, we had bought it in Melbourne, and sure. I forgot that it was in my bag, and then we went to Tasmania, and uh, and so we took acid out on this, like, like on the beach. Oh, yeah. And it had been, like, a, an eight-hour trip of, like, running around rocks. There's no one around. It's just us by ourselves. And then we just come upon a wombat <laughs> in, like, this really tall grass. And it was honestly the only way I ever would have encounter an animal I've never seen before is wow. coming down off acid. <laughs> sure. I mean, they're wacky looking. You're right. That must have been... God, that must have been so great. It was they're, amazing. They're ground animals, right? They hop around and stuff. Yeah, they're like, uh, yeah, like uh, imagine a cross between, and uh, you know, people are going to correct me, and as soon as Who I cares? look it up, I'll be wrong. Bring it's it like, on. It looks like a giant rabbit cross with a badger, with like oh, a yeah. big butt, you oh. know? I mean. Yeah, they got a big old butt. That's cool. Butts and are they're in. slow. Yeah, I can see yeah. that. I mean, and what a country to be slow in, a country where everything is poisonous and can murder you. They must just have, they must just smell like terrible. They Or they're just damn lovable where it's like, eh, leave it alone. Yeah. But this whole, the whole point of this thing, of this idea that like these, uh, of the idea of an invasive species yeah. that is like, you can kind of, if you go far enough back, yeah. be like, ah, it's, it's restoring an ecological balance that we haven't seen in a million years. Do you know what yeah. I mean? Like, you could kind of go far enough back to justify any invasive species, it almost seems. Do you know yes, what I mean? Yes, absolutely. Yeah. Well, that, that's a good one. That was a good mm-hmm. one to start us off. I have a yeah, lot of good me, ones one. this week. I'm going to save a couple for the end because they're so silly. Just the, I like the titles sometimes, but this one might break your heart, Kurt. Okay. Oh, man. This is from... Uh, I believe Newsweek. Yes, it's Newsweek, written by our boy Jeffrey Martin, one of our best friends. Um, here it is. Burning Man relocated due to coronavirus pandemic will be held online. <laughs> so Nevada's yearly Burning Man, which I'm sure most of you know what it is, uh, it's moving out of the desert and onto the internet this year because of the pandemic. And according uh, to Burning Man Project CEO Marion Goodell, um, they considered doing it. They actually just are pulling the plug this week, which is kind of wild. Um, For those who don't know, Burning Man builds itself as a community that builds a temporary city called Black Rock City in the Black Rock Desert for a week in August. So they're already calling it off for August. Interesting. It's also very interactive, so I can totally understand why. Yeah. Um, You can't go to the the fuck tent uh, with a mask on. No, you can't go to the dragon built out of airplane fuselages um, (laughs) 
and have somebody blow coke up your butt. Uh, let's see. Uh, they don't book uh, acts or provide entertainment. Um, there is no corporate sponsorship. You are entering a, quote, decommodified space that values who you are, not what you have. And you're expected to collaborate uh, and be inclusive, creative, connective, and clean up after yourself. So now it's heading to what they're referring to as the multiverse. Uh, they're not building Black Rock City. Uh, it's a painful reality for these these nice uh, burners. They call themselves burners, if you didn't know that. Um, and they're going to do it in the multiverse with a virtual metropolis waiting for us to come, capital H, home. We can still build it together and be together and burn together, only digitally instead of in the dust. I don't understand. Is it just a giant Zoom? Is Burning Man just a giant Zoom where everybody does drugs on their own? Honestly, I wouldn't even (laughs) join that. Um, Burning Man, to me, is the greatest modern example of something that by the time I found out about it, it It was already uncool. (laughs) Now, I feel like it's the greatest modern example of how Instagram um, can kill things. Yeah. And I remember moving out to L.A. about eight years ago and meeting a ton of new people, a lot of new friends, a lot of new comics and writers and people. And then later that year, seeing them all posting their photos on Burning Man on Instagram, and I was like, well, this doesn't that defeat the purpose? Isn't it supposed to be like a secret getaway like romp in the desert? And now it's just like... Look at me, I'm dressed like uh, steampunk, Mad Max, and I'm having an experience that I need you to know I'm having. It, I don't know. It, it, to me, it's, I'm very sorry for all the people that love Burning Man that you won't be able to go this year. I'm sure it's a peak experience for everyone that really does love to burn. But man, I feel like, <laughs> like SantaCon. You introduced me to SantaCon. I know. SantaCon got ruined. Ugh. SantaCon's awful now. SantaCon is really terrible now. When it started, I remember I I did the first SantaCon. I did like the first four or five, and it was really awesome. And there was only like 200 people or something, you know? Mm -hmm. Now it's it's like 8,000 people or something, and it just seems like it's filled with drunk bros pissing on lawns and stuff. Yeah, it's people that want to fight. And, uh, yeah, I went to one of the early ones with you, and it was so fun. And we would just chant, he sees you when you're sleeping, over and over and he over. He sees you when you're sleeping. <laughs> or also, like, you better watch, watch out. out. You better, you better watch, watch out. out. You better, you better watch, watch out. out. <laughs> I know. Just for 20 city blocks. And then, you know, I think the year I went with you was probably year four. And there yeah. were probably there were probably like 80 Santas. There was, like, a Christmas tree. There were a few dreidels. But everybody was so sweet. We all had liquor wrapped in gift wrap. Yeah. I mean, but I feel like what's happened there happened for the last 20 years to Burning Man. Yeah. But, but maybe I don't but know. Who knows? Who yeah. knows? Everyone, like, everyone who I know who's gone recently, and I have a friend who just started going last year, is still like, it's pretty amazing. It's, they seem to have maintained it. I don't know how. I have no idea how they yeah. do that. Yep. And I've never been, but Yeah. I still don't understand what it means to take Burning Man online. Yeah, is it just I, is it like visiting a, a a bunch of cool websites? Well, I think the good <laughs> thing is, is if it's free, you and I should totally do a Burning Man episode of this uh, show where we go on it. together and let's get somebody who's gone before and then we'll repeatedly. Get yeah, we'll get Moshe. He likes. He like has been there from the beginning. Wow, that's yeah. cool. 
and just be like, is this what it's always like? Is, is it always just boring and weird? Um, yeah. Oh, and back right. to your hippo story real quick. Yeah. Did, did you read about how Hulu had to respond about people and Parasite because they, they hated um, that they had to read subtitles? And so Hulu's response were like, we're not dubbing it. If you hate reading subtitles, learn Korean, which is such a funny That's comeback. so funny. That's great. But, like, Narcos was a hit. All my friends loved Narcos, and people would tell me that they loved Narcos, and it was one of the only shows they couldn't watch while messing around on their phone or their mm-hmm. iPad or whatever because you have to read the subtitles to keep yeah. up with the story. And I, so I'm like, Narcos proved that that exists. Why can't... I don't know. I, to me, there seems like there could be a crossover between Parasite and Narcos, and everybody, just read. Just read. Just- <laughs> That's how we get people to read, read Parasite guys. and Narcos. That's <laughs> that's the literacy program for America. Hey, you want to watch some TV? You got to learn to read, pal. <laughs> I know that's it is. That's what it's going to be. All right. Hit oh, me this with- is well, oh. before we get into the next story. This is yeah. something I, I meant to bring up at the top of the show. Give it. But so as you know, yes. I had this idea. Uh-huh. Uh, I had this idea for those of, for our listeners who don't know. I uh, in the past, uh, I and also Scotty and I sure. have kind of pulled off big comedy stunts. And yes. one of my first ones, one of my first big ones was I I, I crowdfunded a skywriter uh, over <laughs> L.A. to write "How Do I Land in the Sky," and so and I've always been looking at a way to do something like that again without just repeating myself. Yes. And I thought I really I finally found it. Give it to me because my daughter loves watching fireworks on YouTube. She's never seen fireworks uh, in real life. But I was watching this fireworks display from, I think, Singapore. And they had this drone light show beforehand. Okay. It was like 500 drones, like, doing all this crazy shit. They're like, they have lights on them. And so you can, they can literally, like, spell out things and, like, make images. Absolutely. And so I was like, this is awesome. And uh, so I went about trying to find a way to do a drone comedy show mm-hmm. and uh specifically I, mm-hmm. I wanted to do it like especially for like first responders and people who are working at a hospital oh, essentially sure. get like some of the best one-liners ever written in comedy and then kind of like display them in front of a, a hospital that's been kind of like you know been working really hard and so you could have like this 12 minute long sky comedy show okay so that's my plan. Maybe this is old news by the time this comes out because we're recording three uh, months in the past or three weeks in the past here. Yeah. Um, but I've been contacting drone light show companies. I mean, who okay. doesn't do that? Yes. I found myself again going down. I mean, we've done this so many times. We've had like we always get involved with weird, like weird subcultures yes. of the world. Like when we had to like contact all those people to try and get us a blimp. Yeah. That was sad. Blimps are slower than I thought. Yeah. Blimps are, because we wanted to give a, it was Scotty's idea to give a flightless bird the gift of flight and put a penguin in a blimp. And fly to Alaska was the original pitch, but at 16 (laughs) miles an hour, it was going to take like four years or something. So instead, what we did, we got a, we gave a chicken a ride in a hot air balloon. It was nice. Um, I wish we could air that pilot. Uh, And then, and then also like always contacting like 
jet ski people or contacting bear remember the bear we wanted to have a bit where it looked like kurt was riding down an old uh, main street in like a wild west town and he was gonna just be talking to cameras <laughs> shoulders rocking kind of tight on him and then we were gonna slowly pull out and reveal that he was riding on a grizzly bear <laughs> and we were gonna give the grizzly bear its first birthday and then the end of the road was gonna be a giant birthday cake that we were gonna let the bear eat while kurt was riding the bear not only is this possible, we found the woman who, her name was Fran, I'm almost certain, who's like a big animal trainer, bear trainer. She was like, how many weeks do I have? We were like, what do you need? She's like, I need 26 days. And then I was like, can we do more than one take? She goes, once that bear eats that cake, it will not <laughs> listen to anybody's commands, which is like a three-year-old, which is hilarious. And then we had it lined up, but I don't know if you even remember this, we didn't end up doing that where we... You were going to ride a Kodiak bear, not a grizzly bear. Yeah, yeah. Maybe they're the same. Um, but she went to shoot the Revenant, that Leonardo DiCaprio movie with the bear yes. attack. Yeah, so yeah. I, it wasn't that bear, oh, but she took right. all her bears to Canada to shoot that, and we were left bearless. So we tried to hold we said, a tried alligator. To, yeah, we tried to lower an alligator into my arms. That did not work out very well. Yep. Uh, um, anyways. But okay, so and the whole point of this whole long explanation is this. So I talked with this, I've been trying to get in touch with these drone light show companies, um, which obviously it's a real niche thing because nobody even knows they fucking exist. I get in touch with this one guy. I have a full conversation with him today. I explain, I'm a comedian, I want to do this yeah, comedy sure. show in the sky. He gives me a quote. It's f- so fucking expensive. Give it's it insane. to me. $40,000 for a 10-minute show. Oh, that's crazy. That's yeah, bananas. I, that's bananas. But then I get an email from another place that I had contacted. Go on. And it just says, like, and I'm not using any of the names because I have no idea if this is true or not, but it says, thanks for reaching out. Let me know if you have a minute and want to discuss by phone mm-hmm. what you're thinking. He has his information. And then at the bottom of every email, this is part of his email signature, it says, it. alert. If you have ever been in contact with name of company or name of individual discontinue conversations and report it to the police fbi or interpol if you have ever exchanged money he is a wanted man for defrauding schemes through drone light show upfront payments buyer beware we got him (laughs) we got it oh my gosh yes there is a drone light show competition going on i mean like it's and it it is is so strange. It is so strange. So I I'm gonna call this guy. I haven't had it. Didn't have a chance. I got this email right before we started recording. But I have to. I mean, I gotta find out. This is so yeah. exciting. Yeah, I know. What a scam of the century. That guy is 40k. Doesn't exist. I mean, I wish he did have the drone. So when he gets arrested by Interpol, it says something over the cop car <laughs> and flies all the way to the. I don't know. The Hague. Um, <laughs> That's just, such a funny idea. I love that. Um, oh, man. Okay, actually, you know what? Before I get into my next story, let's take mm, a little break here. I love a break. back welcome back scotty you ready for my for my oh story? hit me i would love one Alrighty. 
There we go. You know, I got a bunch. I'm trying to choose the best one. This was a good week for the weird and absurd, yeah. man. Really good. This is this is not so much weird, but this just goes into confirming a lot of my sci weird sci-fi suspicions. So, <laughs> um, this is Mafia distributes food to Italy's struggling residents. Great. Yeah, so organized crime groups have been offering support to quarantine families who have run out of cash. Very nice. And this apparently is a huge problem in Italy. Um, And also, then the reason that this is fascinating to me is uh, for anybody out there who is a fan of the author William Gibson, his last two books... Uh, he's like one of my favorite sci-fi authors, and his last two books have been about this far future, and it's a post-jackpot time, and the jackpot is where like a mm. bunch of things happen, like global economies fell, and mm. yeah, global warming was there, but it was all a bunch of little things that caused it to sure. be like an, a time of chaos, which is essentially what's happening right now. Uh, and the only the, the only people left in like two hundred years are. Uh, left in charge is organized crime yeah. Uh, because they're the only ones who can like get it together to like survive these kind of like paradigm shaking events. And it's already fucking happening in Italy. That's Isn't that cool. crazy? Yeah, that is crazy. And, but it also, they're not all bad. You know, they're not, if Mick millions taught us anything, the mobs not, no, they're not all bad. Yeah. No, it's just the killing people part that's the problem, right? Stop killing people, guys. Extortion sucks. Um, yeah, no, but I think in Baltimore that would be kind of a known thing where some of like the bigger, I guess, drug dealers would hand out turkeys and Christmas gifts and stuff and just like make the neighborhoods, just support the neighborhoods Yeah, for one day a year and then ransack them the rest of it, I suppose. <laughs> wow. Yeah. That's pretty cool. Isn't that crazy? I mean, I have nothing really more than that. I don't have a story about a mafia or anything like that, but I just thought that the connection, the fact that we are already in the future is interesting. Yeah, we're we're hitting it. I um, actually got a text today from my sister who still lives in Maryland, and uh, it was the in Maryland, this police department put out a final warning on Facebook that people in Tawny Town, which is Carroll County, I think, have to wear their pants to go get their mail. And they're like, they're like, we are going to start writing you tickets. You have to put on <laughs> pants to go get your mail. <laughs> Which I love so much, good old Tawny Town. Um, oh man, I love the. Sometimes when we're when I'm looking for things for the show, I just go through police blotter stuff, and oh, yeah. it is so fun. There's um a bunch of calls in England that I just I didn't I didn't bring it up as a as an episode as a um article because it just sure. wasn't enough there. But yeah, people calling nine nine nine, which is their nine one one, um to <laughs> report people snoring. Yeah, sure. <laughs> like that's like a very common. They had to tweet about it. Be like, you cannot call nine one one for snoring. <laughs> oh, I know. Gosh, people are cuckoo, man. People are just out there. Actually, I'm a cop one. one. You want a cop oh, one? Yeah, I want a cop. This one. one's a good one, and this is from Billy Gates of KXAN. Not Bill Gates. Billy Gates. <laughs> It's got to be tough. He could have. He could have gone with Will Gates. He could have gone with William Gates. He yeah, went with Billy Gates. Yeah, I know. Or he probably has a cool middle name, but but people do this all the time. Um, yeah. Great, great, great article title. Here we go. Great headline. Game warden, meth, illegal artifacts, and Baby Yoda on a date night couple hat. Wait. Okay. Give it to me again because I don't even understand it. 
So, Game Warden, colon, uh-huh. meth, illegal artifacts, and Baby Yoda on date night, comma, couple had. Sure. Here we go. Hayes okay. County, Texas. I, also, great copy for a sentence. Great job, Billy Gates. It's never <laughs> a dull day for Texas Park and Wildlife Department game wardens. I believe that to be a true sentence, by the way. <laughs> Um, so this one is about, um, it involves a date night with crystal meth illegal digging and a baby Yoda. The Hayes County uh, warden responded to the scene after receiving a photo from a camera that showed a man and a woman trespassing. Simple enough. We've all trespassed. Yeah. Uh, the couple was digging on an archeological native American burial ground site on the property. Of course they were. Uh, The warden found them in a hole previously dug by other trespassers. Before the warden could say anything to either person, he said the man hastily stood up and said he wasn't digging for arrowheads at all and that he, quote, and I'm going to say this very slowly and clearly, hates diggers, end quote. It was later learned that the the couple were a husband and wife and they were out on a date. Yes, of course. (laughs) So the couple was detained and placed in the warden's vehicle, where the warden's department says the man admitted that he had a glass pipe in his pocket that he used to smoke CBD oils. Very popular these days. (laughs) It was shaped. It was shaped like Baby Yoda and had a small and had small, clear and white crystals consistent with the look of crystal meth. I mean, yeah, absolutely. He's just out there smoking CBD oils to calm down <laughs> from how much he hates people who dig holes. <laughs> yes. Um, this is so great. So um, the, the war, game warden, or the warden, uh, separates them, as you do, and goes to speak to the woman. And she said they had no idea they were on private, private property. Uh, the warden says, hey, you walked by a couple no trespassing signs to get here. After the warden finished talking to the woman, he returned to his vehicle, and the baby Yoda pipe was not where he left it. The warden asked the man if he knew where the pipe went. (laughs) I mean, maybe it was Native American spirits. I don't know. And the man replied he didn't know. The warden looked around and found the pipe broken in half in the middle (laughs) of a fresh footprint a few feet from the vehicle. God, this is a foolproof plan. Plan. At least, you know, I assumed it would have been up the butt. Do you know what I mean? I I assumed the guy would have shoved it right up his butt. First, man, make him earn it. Make him earn it. So the warden looked through the woman's purse and found several rubber garden gloves, each with four Native American artifacts inside of them. Oh my God. I know. Uh, here's the, um, the most this week thing that could have happened. So the San Marcos police took the couple to Hayes County Jail on the way to jail. The police said the man claimed he had coronavirus, leaned forward through the partition, and aggressively coughed towards the officers. I mean, great guy. Oh, my God. What Just a piece quad- of shit. Yeah, what a piece of shit. Both were charged with criminal trespass and antiquities code violations. Wow. So Ever I wonder, heard of that? I wonder... I guess they had arrowheads, right? Like that's what those yeah, or something. I mean, those were, artifacts must be or pots. I mean, Native Americans made a lot of stuff. Who knows what yeah. they had? Oh man! And you know what? I just want to take a moment to thank Meth for sure. the, for a lot of stories we do on this podcast. Absolutely. It's what would just, we do without it? What would you do without Meth? It is a fucking fascinating drug. It is. It is, and. Um, 
I one weird thing is everybody I know always tells me that they either are from like their high school or where they live now is the meth capital of the United States. <laughs> I'm sure there are listeners right now that go, no, but seriously, my town is like the meth capital of the United States. <laughs> and what they're and I used to be like, you're a liar and an idiot, but now I'm like. Maybe it is. Maybe the whole country is the meth capital of the United yeah. States. Maybe it is everywhere, and everybody does have the right to claim that they're number one. Yeah. I mean, because we talk a lot about the opioid epidemic in the country. Love it. it. It definitely doesn't. It seems like there's more meth than, than heroin, but who knows? Maybe I'm wrong. It just seems like maybe meth doesn't kill you as quick. Yeah. Um, you just keep going. Just it's more active. Going and, just generating more stories. Keep huh. going, guys. Yeah, we need it. We need the content. Don't hurt anyone. <laughs> Don't hurt anyone. Don't hurt yourself. I mean, eventually get clean, guys. Yes. Um, but, you know, keep it going. Find I mean, hey, help. Tiger, Tiger, we wouldn't have had any of Tiger King and, without meth. And thank God. Um, yeah, keep it going. Don't hurt anybody. Find help. But keep it going. But find help. <laughs> <laughs> Are you ready for one? Hit me. This is so funny. Okay. <laughs> you might have you might have seen this one. Man accidentally ejects himself from jet 2500 feet in the air. <laughs> <laughs> oh boy, as you I always mean, like, do. There are so many questions. So this guy, okay, so this is again this is from um a website called NDTV. Okay. Uh, NDTV.com. And uh, it is written by Sonia Jane. Uh, So, uh, a French man accidentally ejected himself from a fighter jet, (laughs) tumbled (laughs) through the sky before landing in a field. Uh, So, he, minor injuries, got away with minor injuries. Whoa, lucky devil. Yeah, he is, uh, he's an executive at a military weapons company. So first off, he can go fuck himself. Yeah, uh, screw this He's 64 guy. years old, and his employees had organized a surprise joyride for him in oh. a fighter jet, a Dassault Rafale oh. B, uh, and he had no previous military aviation experience. Great. <laughs> I mean, so, what a joyride. They succeeded, by the way. This is very insane. Okay, I keep going. Sorry. So, the. <laughs> so, so, like, his, like, you know, people who he works with was like, hey, we got you this jet ride. For them, you know, they, they, they are arms dealers. Yeah. So, they would love this. They think this is so exciting. The this height of specific, luxury. This specific arms dealer, uh, this specific French arms dealer, oui. uh, was so nervous, but oui. he didn't know if he could say no. He, he, of course he couldn't say no. They organized a fucking fighter jet to take him up in. And so he gets in the plane. For some reason, in the article, they have his uh, how many beats per minute his heart was. So they must have been like checking what are we his talking? heart to make sure. His heart was beating at a rate of 120 to 145 beats a minute leading Whoa. up to the flight. Wow. So he's already fucking having a panic attack. Yeah. At 64? Um, Whoa. Good for him. Yeah. So And then during the flight... Okay. When the pilot began to climb, yes. the man panicked and reached for something to hold on to. Unfortunately, he ended up grabbing the ejector seat <laughs> button. <laughs> Got him. Oh, man, that's so good. Oh, my God. To make matters even worse, he had neglected to secure his helmet properly, which went flying into the air as he was ejected from the <laughs> fighter jet. Oh, that's the nerdiest part ever. God, that's so dorky. <laughs> it's so dorky. You would imagine if you're like, I build weapons for people to destroy other people with, you would be a bit 
more chill about being in a fighter jet. I want an ejector seat, not in my car, in my house, so bad. Like, <laughs> instead of a panic room, imagine if people broke in, you could hop in a chair, buckle your seatbelt, pull a thing, it launched you 2,000 feet in the air, and then just a chute open, a canopy open, and you just sailed away, I don't know, <laughs> a mile and a half. It would be perfect for you because you're on the side of a hillside. You could I, just fly away. I know. I practice all the time. I mentally close my eyes and just visualize myself rocketing through the ceiling <laughs> and sailing to Glendale. It is also so funny that like if a fighter jet that like takes people commercially up for a flight wouldn't just disable the ejector seat button for yeah. the guy. Yeah. You know? Yes. Like it should be just the other guy. Like the pilot can like eject him, but he can't eject himself. Oh my God. How high was he? Like 2,500 feet in the air. That's high. That's pretty high. I, think. I mean, for a human to be, you know. I mean, yeah. And they probably <laughs> ejected him another 40 feet up. <laughs> Uh, ejector seat is also like the most uh, Mary Melody's uh, Roadrunner thing yes. that actually yes. exists. Yes, it really, really is. I agree. It is like the the most classic cartoon thing is to be ejected from something in a seat, and it exists. It's so funny. Probably saves lives all the time. Oh, God that's well. And so he lived. He didn't have a heart like, attack, which is minor, a miracle. Minor injuries. Wow. I mean, like he didn't even break his legs coming down and from a, a you know. A, Mm. Uh, you know the parachute ride better story better story for this guy yeah oh he lucked out on this one i mean i hope he hope he reconsiders his life choices yeah after this and stop working for a (laughs) arms dealer yeah oh well what a loser i'll give us a lightweight one but i have a really good one here's a quickie here's just a quickie give me quickie give me quickie this is from alcohol.org Love it. This is my class. This I, I go here for all my news. <laughs> yeah, and recipes. And um, okay, so and this was they did a study in Wyoming and found out that twenty five percent of Wyoming workers who are newly employed from home are slamming back a few drinks during the work hours. Oh hell yeah! So, so they asked three thousand American workers, uh, and the drink of choice uh, among work from home boozers, and it's beer. People are drinking beer on the clock. Probably the safest yeah. choice, honestly. Probably, the, of course. And, you know, that's a that's a great daytime drunk. Oh, God. If you're around the house doing spreadsheets, crack a couple keystones. Um, yeah. Get into it, guys. You deserve it. 25% here. This is from the article. Does 25% seem high to you, Kurt? Uh, 25% of people who are work at home are drinking. Mm-hmm. Uh, it seems low to me. There you go. Of our neighboring states, Wyoming, uh, the only state with a lower percentage of boozers is South Dakotans, 22%. Oh. Um, and this is the best sentence of the whole thing. Um, Arkansas actually had the lowest admitted percent, which is 8% total. But that can't be true. I've been to Arkansas. There's no way. Um, great yeah, Vietnamese food. Yeah, Fort Smith, I think. Great Vietnamese food. Uh, Hawaiians, flat out don't care a full two-thirds of them are opening up the hatch while working yes (laughs) what a reason to move to hawaii 66 percent uh 66 percent are drinking i love it that is like because yeah if it's beautiful out and you can you got your windows open yeah fresh salt air coming in you gotta have a beer here is the one I wanted to share with you. Another great headline. This one is written by a woman um, that goes by Miss Doll. This is of from course. this, of course, Miss Doll. Uh, this is from this Her week. Her first name is Miss. 
It could be. M-I-S-S? All right. Cute name. Maybe it's a man. Who cares? Um, and the headline reads as follows. Bodybuilder postpones a wedding to his love doll amid the COVID-19 outbreak. <laughs> so last March, Yuri uh, Tolochko, a Kazakhstan-based bodybuilder and actor, got engaged to his sex doll, Margot. So oh. far, so good. Now, according to the Daily Star, I read it every day, uh, the wedding was supposed to take place on March 27th, but was postponed due to self-isolation measures brought on by the outbreak. Time uh, out. He, like, the, the, the doll doesn't... The doll's with him. Why can't he just keep getting married? He wants other people at his weird, fucked-up doll marriage? Yeah. I mean, he's a bodybuilder. Also, I'm posting this one on Instagram the week this comes out, because this guy's photo is fantastic. True bodybuilder. Like, not one of those guys that's like, I'm a bodybuilder, and you're like, you worked out in high school. This yeah. guy, he's got the, he's got the look. Uh, Telochko said he chose March 27th because it's very important to him since it is also World Theater Day 2020. Did not know that. Um, as soon as it's over, <laughs> here's this quote. He says, as soon as the health crisis is over, he and his love doll uh, will celebrate our wedding for several days straight. I mean, this guy loves attention. And we're giving yes. it to him. And we're giving um, it to him. And on his Instagram post, they have one of Tolochko and Margot, again, his sex doll, not a real thing. I mean, not a real person, are seen wearing black face masks with cute drawings on them. Uh, Tolochko's appears to have an animated kitty mouth. Uh, it says, take care of your health underneath. And the pink-haired love doll uh, has oh, car- picks up Margot and carries her princess style into an elevator. Don't know what that means. Not a writer, more of an actor move. Um, and then of the hundreds of fans who commented, commented on the video below, one really nailed it and said, um, I really hope she doesn't get sick. Make sure to keep that mask on her. To which Tolochko replied, okay, okay, bro. So um, are, we, send, <laughs> we send our deepest sympathies to uh, Tolochko, yeah, to Yuri also, and Margo. I also want to give him a high five for the best comeback. <laughs> yeah. Okay. okay. Okay, bro. Okay, bro. <laughs> you know your doll that can't get sick uh, that well, you're going to marry. <laughs> you're going to comment. To comment on a comment with, that, with a meaningless okay, okay, bro is, is typical of someone who would marry a sex doll. Yeah. I, did you ever see that? I think it was a BBC special, Real Dolls and the Men Who Love Them. Like no, a, I've heard about it, though. Uh, and that they have, like, really intense it's a relationships with these things. It's old, too. Like, sex yeah. dolls. Whitney Cummings had a great sex doll bit in her latest special, which was really good. Where she yeah, got she had one a sex made. doll that made of her, right? Yeah, and she. it's really funny. That bit is so funny. Um, and it kind of looks like her. But that, that documentary is, like, a must-watch. I mean, if you have nowhere to go... If you're listening from home, you're not commuting. I think it's called Real Dolls and the Men Who Love Them. British, fascinating, open my eyes to it. I think it's probably 10 or more years old. But uh, yeah, Margot Margo will have her beautiful wedding one day. One day. It's so weird. Yeah, just... <sighs> I mean, like, if we could afford to get him a bunch of other sex dolls who could attend the wedding, then he could do it. He could do it. doesn't matter. I know. I you wonder know? if I he's going to... I think they're really expensive. They're like thousands and thousands of dollars. Yeah, and then in the original 
I think that um, that great HBO series that uh, Real Sex had them on once too, and they were like however many they used to sell in the late 90s but then it was like how many male sex dolls did you sell like he's like yeah we make men you can get replacement penises you can get whatever you want and it was something like they sold 2,000 female real dolls and like eight eight male (laughs) dolls everybody's like i don't need a naked guy with a boner sitting around all the time i mean maybe maybe the quar maybe the quar changes that maybe the quar changes it guys Yes. Oh, man. Well, Scotty, we did it again. Oh, man. Such a pleasure every time. Such a pleasure. Thank you for being here. Thank you to everybody listening. This is new. This is our third week. This is our third episode. If you like the show, please go and, you know, uh, subscribe. Give us a rating. That stuff actually matters, even though it seems stupid and lame. And if you like it, tell people about it. We would love that. We would love it. We would love it. Um, And then, yeah, come back next week when we will find out Hopefully the exciting conclusion to which mm. drone light show production company is wanted by the FBI. Ooh, I'll be here. I'll be here. Bye, buddy. This has been an Exactly Right production. Produced and engineered by Katie Levine. Theme song by Kehan Amadi. And all of our artwork is done by Travis Millard. So please follow us on Instagram at The Bananas Podcast, where we post so many more stories and make it here. And you can share with us your strange news story by DMing us on Instagram at The Bananas Podcast. So listen, subscribe, and please leave us a review on Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, or wherever you get your podcasts. Bananas.